self-control. That's what we're talking about as we finish up this passage in the New Testament that is traditionally called, or they are traditionally called, the fruit of the Spirit. Um, it's pretty self-explanatory, and it's been, you know, I've, I've really appreciated, by the way, some of the comments, some of you, this is probably one of the first times we've done at, at Renaissance, at least, where we've just taken really two verses and spent basically nine weeks on them. Uh, it's our ninth week, and um, it's, been, it's been fun for me, laborious at times, but fun in terms of, of the, uh, just the study and so forth that's involved with us. And I come to, you know, each one of these, you stop and you think and you think, oh man, and, and, and I have, if you've been here for some of these, you know there have been different ones where I've had to say, I'm still working on this one. And the, the truth is, I think that we're, we're all are still working on all of them. But let's look at them again. Let me make a couple of comments about them before we get right into self-control. Galatians chapter 5, verses 22 and 23. When the Holy Spirit controls our lives, He will produce this kind of fruit in us. Here we go. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. I want to repeat, these are things that, that... you just they don't you don't just say i'm going to have more self control you don't just say i'm going to have more love these are things that are byproducts of god the holy spirit working in our lives now i've i've said this two or three times and i want i want to make sure you don't miss it we still cooperate we still cooperate with god we're, we still pray god you know make me more loving make me more um um, joyful or more peaceful or, or what patient, whatever the issue or issues might be in my life. So, so when I say it's a byproduct, that doesn't mean I just, just sit back and do nothing. There's still, it's still very intentional. And you pray and you seek and you ask God to help you, ask others to help you as you work through these different, these different areas. But um, let's talk about self-control because I think that's an issue most all of us can relate to. I would, I would dare say, when I first said this a few, a little while ago, being a service, when I first said self-control, probably many of you thought of one particular thing in your life, or maybe two. Oh uh, yeah, I need more self-control. Maybe it's, maybe it's this particular thing. Maybe it's that particular thing. Well, let's talk about some of those because here's what I did. I sent an email out to some friends, and I said, give me just some ideas of some, some people, maybe your own life, and I, I did it in one of those you know, blind copy things, so nobody wouldn't, they just answer to me and no one else. I said, send me some ideas of things that you have self-control issues about, and while you, or, or maybe a friend, everybody's got a friend, right? <laughs> and... Um, um, and while you're at it, I said, and if you've done anything, if you, and these were only people that I knew pretty well, I said, uh, if you know any about me that you want to throw in there, I'm happy to, to listen to that. So let me start off with some of the comments from some of my friends about me, okay? Which, well, some of them had an agenda, I think, but, uh, but you know, <laughs> maybe not. Uh, these were issues, these were, they, some of these people have been with us at different times, um, different places, and uh, things that they said, you, you, Rich, have a hard time saying no to. French fries, that's true. I'm on a quest to find the best French fries in, in, in the New York area and, and everywhere I go. I've got two or three, pl- man, that's a problem. Um, steak, that's a problem. 
I have a hard time saying no to steak. Uh, this was one, somebody who we, Charlene and I had played Scrabble with a few times. Gloating when you beat others at Scrabble. Let me tell you, I don't win much at Scrabble. And when I do, you will hear about it, okay? You will get a dance. You will get a little, uh, uh, I mean, yeah. But I don't know if that's self-control. That's, I don't think I've won enough to know whether I have self-control issues on that. Anyway, um, now there's another one, movie popcorn. That's a problem for me. Because you, you do that, you know, you go and uh, we go to the Lowe's, you know, either 22 or Highway 10 usually, and, and um, you get that, that number one, 10 bucks, you know, you get a big diet, you know, which is ridiculous, it's about 500% markup, but who cares? And uh, you get the big popcorn, you get the big, big Diet Coke, and you know, and oftentimes I'll say to Charlene, hey, why don't we go have dinner at the movies, you know, which is popcorn and Coke, and, um, and she, you know, she's, she's great, yeah, okay, and... Uh, but I consider it a personal failure if I'm not out there to get a refill before the previews are over with, you know. So I got a problem. I got a problem with it. Love that stuff. Um, here are some other ones somebody gave, put down about me. Chips and queso. That's a problem. Um, chips and salsa. Yeah. Chips and chips. Yeah. That's, that's all. Those are all problems. Um, golf. I have a hard time saying no to golf with old friends. It's true. Golf with new friends. Golf with no friends. Golf by myself. <laughs> I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> no problem. <laughs> um, somebody put this down, but now I'm popping off. Do you know what that means? Popping off? Like your mouth popping off? Like my, me and my stupid mouth, like we just heard sung about? That's why I related it. You know, so many times you leave it. Why, could, why didn't I end that sentence right there instead of adding that next little phrase? You know, or, or, or stop the paragraph right there without adding the rest of that line, whatever that might be. Um, and that is, that is an issue sometimes, self-control, getting better, but it's an issue. The Blackberry thing. You know, obviously some of you have some of those same issues. I, I, I notice some of you checking those in church. Um, notice that, and... I've been in church where I haven't, I've actually done it myself before I came up here a few times, but, and you know what, that's okay, you got something going on you need to check on, that's fine, but I mean, there's another issue there, where does self-control come in? You know, that's, there, there's, a, there's a fine line there, and you're going to have to determine that, uh, where you are with that whole thing, that can be a problem. Here's the thing, we can kind of laugh and we can kind of giggle about some of these issues about ourselves, and you can relate to some in your own life, as I have presented some here. Those aren't all mine, by the way. Just want you to know it's not an exhaustive list. But, um, but you know, it doesn't take too long in that discussion before things start turning into a dark and downward tunnel and we start talking about things that really do hurt us and others and our relationship with God because we lack self-control on some of those issues. For one, it might be one area, for another, it might be something else. And here is a list of, of others, and I think you'll find yourself here, possibly. It might be anger. You know, it might be anger. Maybe it's verbal, maybe it's not verbal. It's still anger, whether it's verbal or not. It might be too much uh, alcohol. It might, be too, it might be smoking, it might be snacks, it might be fast food. I mean, seriously, some of these things can have serious ramifications. I'm not saying any of the, I'm not saying alcohol is wrong. I'm not saying, you know, snacks are wrong. I'm not, you know, I'm not saying those things. But again, we get to where things become an excess and they become an issue where we don't have self-control. Food, just food in general sometimes. 
You know, just sometimes you, you don't want to say no and you, you need to. Yelling at kids, maybe that's a control issue. Cursing, uh, internet surfing, uh, maybe television. For some people, that's an issue. They need to turn it. I'm not. I'm not standing here saying TV is wrong. I, I got a good one, and I'm thankful that I do. And I'm really thankful when there's something to watch besides Yankees baseball. And um, and we can talk about that too. But we're not going to. Um, and some people are happy about that. But anyway, uh, you know, there's th- nothing wrong with TV. But sometimes you got to say no. You know, um, love Sports Center, but sometimes guys, we may need to turn that off. It might be interfering with your relationship with your wife or your your children or your husband. In some cases, if you're if you're a woman, um, techno stuff. This is it's, it's, it comes in a timely situation. I'm not telling you that everyone who stood in line. By the way, does anybody here have an iPhone? I, I want to see it. Does anybody hold up your hand? Does anybody have one? Let me see it. Let me see. Brian does? Where is he? Where is he? Brian. Brian's got one. Look at that. How oh, about that? That's, 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 how long? <laughs> All right, in my situation, not his, I'm sure. In my situation, it took a little, not, could I have justified the, the, the money? Absolutely. I could justify that seven ways from Sunday if you ask me to. Um, could I justify the time spent in line if I had to stand in line? Did you stand in line? A little bit, just a little bit. Um, could I have justified that? I could have. In my particular situation, it took a little, not much. But maybe a little self-control. For some people, they're just techno guys, you know, and that's terrific. But my point is this. Whenever any of us, in any situation, always have to have whatever it is, the latest car, the latest thing, the latest deal, or whatever it happens to be in our own lives, we need to stop and sit back from that. Am I exercising self-control? Can I say no to that? And for all of us, it might be a different thing. That doesn't mean we judge those who do. We're talking about our own individual lives. Don't think about anybody. Think about yourself in in your own particular area of self-control. Think through that whole thing. But you know what? It gets even even more than that. How about gossip? That's a billion-dollar business. You know, it really is. And it's not, you know, and how many times have you been enticed by the headlines at the checkout counter at the grocery store? And you're like, oh, gee. And you know what? The gossip thing is not just about those who make movies and, and, and who are in politics or whatever. It goes all the way down to neighbors and neighborhoods and so forth and so on. That's a, that's a time. You know what? There are times in certain conversations when I need to say, I'm checking out. Don't need to be a part of this. Maybe, uh, maybe greed. Sports. I've talked about sports. Could be that competition. To the point of where my kids have to compete. My kids have to be the best. My kids have to have the best. You know, and again, this is an individual thing you have to think about. I, was, when I, I, told, I mentioned earlier that one of the things I did this summer, this spring, is I helped my, my son-in-law coach baseball team. I was, the, I was just the assistant coach grunt, basically. But I mean, all these junior high kids show up with, with these bags. Uh, this is new to me. Well, I played baseball as a kid, but um, these huge bags that are full of bats and equipment and gloves and balls and and one day I showed up and I had my fungal bat, which is a wood bat, for those of you who don't know what that is, it hit batting practice. Um, I filled up my bat with my glove and my, and my ball in, in the glove, just as we used to do when I was a kid. You put your glove over your bat, you put it over your shoulder, and you take off. And I showed up with a bat and a glove and a ball. I said, guys, this is all it takes. This is all it takes right here. Don't have to have a bag. All you need is a ball, a glove, and a bat. Boom. Isn't that amazing? New concept, you know. 
my point is nothing wrong with bags and all kinds of equipment, but sometimes we think we have to give our kids everything to make sure they can compete the best. Sometimes in there, somewhere, we got to say, you know what? We need to stop. That's enough. That's enough. You need to make that determination. I can't make it for you. I'm not going to judge you wherever you are on that. But uh, we need to make that determination. Stuff. Uh, people. Sometimes saying no to people. Maybe that's a good self-control issue for you. Uh, that's, a, that's a tough one. Sometimes just say no. That's tough. Um, sometimes it's lust. Lust for... It may not just be sexual. It may be that. It might also be stuff. Lust for, for, for material, material lust. Pornography. That's a huge issue. Sometimes we, I mean, not sometimes we need to say no if that's an issue. Whether it's male, whether you're a male or you're a female, it doesn't matter. You know, they say, well, that's a male issue. Well, not so much anymore. Uh, it's, it's, pretty, it's pretty rampant in both, both areas, both people, um, both sexes. So the only difference is between like alcohol, we know, okay, wine is fine, alcohol is fine in moderation. We know the Bible, and some of you have chosen not to do that, and that's fine. That's, that's, that's a great choice. But pornography is not fine, even a little bit, because of what it does to people. We need to say no to it because of the issues that it creates, the false intimacy, the, the unrealistic expectations, the, the addictiveness of its nature. You know, that's where a self-control issue has to come in for some people, big time. I've talked a lot of, I, I talk exclusively to guys about that, and it's, 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 it's an issue. Uh, gambling for some, you know, I'm not talking about, you know, taking $50 or $100 or whatever you determine to Atlantic City or whatever and, and just enjoy, have fun, do whatever you like to do. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about when it goes beyond that, when it goes beyond that and you're going to pay off this and pay off that and it becomes just an addiction and it becomes a problem and you spend money that you don't have to spend. That's a problem. That's when you learn, need to learn to say no. Have a friend who is a part of what, what's called GA, Gamblers Anonymous. And he's talked to me on several different occasions about how that can work. Because I, I asked him one time, I said, so what's the deal? How can, I mean, you know, we're talking a $10 bet here? And he says, oh no. Oh no. I said, we're talking a couple hundred dollars? No. And he started telling me of the depths that he would go to gamble thousands and thousands of dollars and, and how finally it had to come down to some self-control issues that he's had to set up in his life. And uh, pretty dark story. And there, there are people with those issues as well. So I don't know what it is for you, but I have a feeling you do. And if you don't, ask your wife or husband. They'll probably help you. Okay. We'll probably help you with that. Okay, and, and so, so here's where we go with this. I'll, I want to take just these next, just fourth very quick thing. It won't take long at all. I want to show you four very simple bullets, points, about what the Bible says about self-control. My purpose is not just to inform you. I hope it'll inform you. But my purpose is also to get you to think along these lines to see where you can go just for some help to inspire you, to maybe deepen your, your knowledge and then hopefully deepen your relationship with God to help you with some of these issues so that whatever it is in your life, you can stop and have some self-control to be able to say no to things that are very difficult to say no to. So here we go. Four things, what the Bible says about self-control. The first one is this, needing self-control is not limited to the young. I threw this in because inevitably we talk about, oh, they're young, they're dumb, they need to learn self-control. And that may be true. 
But let me help you with this. It doesn't stop when you turn 30, 40, or 50. And I haven't gone past that yet, but 57. Uh, um, It doesn't stop there. And the Bible teaches that. It's an amazing thing. There there, there are these letters in in the middle, uh, 1 and 2 Timothy and Titus. They're called the pastoral epistles. And it's because the Apostle Paul wrote these to guys who were pastors, giving them advice. And they're great letters to read. I love reading them, great uh, New Testament books. And in Titus, Titus, a young pastor, here's here's what the Apostle Paul writes to him in part. Teach the older men, watch this, to exercise self control. Whoa. To be worthy of respect. To live wisely. I used this part a few weeks ago. They must have strong faith and be filled with love and patience. Isn't it interesting? They doesn't say, teach those young people to control themselves. Isn't it interesting? He doesn't say that. He says, hey, teach the older men to exercise self-control. Why? Because we can have a tendency not to exercise self-control, to short-circuit process or processes at times, and say, okay, come on. Get over this thing. Come on. You know, because we have the age and the value of experience, and sometimes we don't want to patiently work through a particular thing with people because we know the end. We know what's going to happen here. Been through that. Seen it too many times. He says, teach the older men to exercise some self-control. Particularly as it, and this is the context, as it is with dealing with others and dealing with people. It's a great, it's a great, it's a great point. Needing self-control is not limited to the young. Second bullet. Life's pains, and there are many, life's pains are multiplied without self-control. This is an, this is an amazing passage we're going to look at. And, and think about this for a moment, because how many times have you seen people screw up their lives because they didn't exercise self-control? Maybe it was for a moment, maybe it was for different moments, and maybe it was for a lot of different decisions. Usually it is. But look what he says, look what the author of Proverbs says. This is really good. Watch, it's so descriptive. For the Lord sees clearly what a man does, examining every path he takes. An evil man is held captive by his own sins. They are ropes that catch and hold him. He will die for the lack of self-control. He will be lost because of his incredible folly. I've seen that. You've seen that? We've all seen that at times, where people bring destruction upon themselves of some, of some nature because they lack self-control. Life, and, it's, and, and there are many pains in life. We all know that. Many of them we can do nothing about. But this is something we can do something about. Life's pains are multiplied without self-control. Think just for a moment. Let me just take a second. Stop. Think of the last time that you can think of that you didn't exercise self-control. Maybe it was with your mouth. Maybe it was with spending habits. Maybe it was with some other area of your life. And think of the problems that it caused. And think of the pain that you could have saved had you exercised some self-control. Well, God God cares about that. Don't beat yourself up. Don't sit there and say, okay, man, I'm just such a worm. Don't beat yourself up. Just stop and think, okay, God, thank you for your forgiveness. Now help help me to do better the next time. 
Next pro- another proverb says this, a person without self-control is as defenseless as a city with broken down walls. The analogy that he uses here was in that time, um, any city, any village would put up a wall to protect themselves from all the nomadic tribes. They just wanted to kill and rape and pillage, basically. You know, and, and, and so he says, he compares that, he says a person who has no self-control is like a city who has no walls. They're defenseless. It's amazing. It's amazing how that works, how, that, how you can think through that whole thing, isn't it? Um, life's pains are multiplied without self-control. Third thing, this, this, we've got to get into something good here because this is really good. God empowers one's self-control. God empowers us to have self. This is where it helps. All right, here we go. This is, this is kind of long, but this is good. This is really good. Stay with me on this. Make every effort to apply the benefits of these promises, biblical promises, to your life. Then your faith, here we go, here we go. Then your faith will produce a life of moral excellence. A life of moral excellence, excellence leads to knowing God better. Knowing God leads to self-control. Self-control leads to patient endurance. And patient endurance leads to godliness. Watch this. It just keeps building. And godliness leads to love for other Christians. And finally, you will grow to have genuine love for everyone. Wow. Look at how that builds. The more you grow like this, the more you will become productive and useful in your knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. But, but, those who fail to develop these virtues are blind or at least very short-sighted. They have already forgotten that God has cleansed them from their old life of sin. Speaking, of course, to believers or people who've trusted Christ. Wow. God gives us, God empowers us, gives us the ability to have self-control. You get into a situation and you, and you, and you say, you know, and I've, I've heard this probably a, literally a thousand times. Richie, I just, you, you, wasn't, you weren't there, and I, I, I'm just telling you, I couldn't help myself. And many times I've learned to answer that by saying, maybe you couldn't have, but God can. And that's what this is telling us. God can. And that's a bit of a, that's a bit of a out anyway to say, oh, I, I couldn't help myself. Yes, you could. But you know what? When you have, when you have God... You really don't have an excuse. I couldn't help my. I've been in, and I have been in some situations where I felt like felt like I couldn't help myself. But you know what? I can, because of God. God empowers one's self control. Let me show you this this fourth thing. Fourth, thing. you know, needing self control is not limited to the young. Life pains are multiplied without self control. God empowers one's self control. Fourth thing is this. Uh, this is fun. God-based self-control brings blessing. I'm interested in blessing, aren't you? I want all the blessings I can get. You know, I'll be honest, I do. Um, and he takes this passage from, this is the Apostle's writing. Now watch this. He uses sports. Nothing wrong with sports. It's just when they become, we become obsessed with them, they become a problem. Um, he uses sports as a correlation. So watch what he does here. Uh, 1 Corinthians 9, beginning in verse 24. Remember that in a race, everyone runs. But only one person gets the prize. You must run in such a way that you will win. All athletes practice strict self-control. They do it to win a prize that will fade away. But we do it for an eternal prize. Isn't that good? 
They do it for a prize, the prize that will fade away. Every time I read that verse, I think of, um, I, I, I did a lot of sports as a kid, but, but mainly in high school, I was, two, a foot, I was a two-sport guy, football and track. And then mainly in my senior year, I just ended up doing track because I had a little success, and my coach asked me to do that. And, and so I won a few medals, and, um, and one of the things I used to do, this is, this is bad, but the, one of the things I used to do, where are you, Charlene? Oh, there you are right there. You know what I'm saying, don't you? Um, I, was, I saved those medals, and I kept them in my car. And um, <laughs> I did. <laughs> I kept them in my car, and, and I, I think I took Charlene out on a second or third date, and I pulled out those medals. I mean, you know, <laughs> you know, I'm 20 years old or whatever I am at this point in time, and I said, look, here are my, my track medals. And, 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 and I showed her this, and I had a little notebook that showed where I finished in the race and what my time was and, and all these medals. I said, see, this, 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 was, this is from the state, and this is from there. You know, this is, I was pretty proud of those medals. And then when we got married, I had them made into a bracelet, you know. <laughs> is, that, I saw, is that ridiculous or what? And, uh, and uh, we don't know where they are now. <laughs> somebody, somebody told me after the first service, I said, I know where they are. Charlene, Charlene dumped those babies somewhere in there. <laughs> hey, they're gone. They, I mean, you know, I worked my tail off for those things and they're gone. I was running 16 miles a day and, and, and you know, doing all the other stuff you got to do for... And they're gone. And I'm probably better for it. But so you read that verse and you, you really understand. They do it to win a prize that will fade away. I feel your pain, brother. They, they fade away. Yeah. But we do, you know, we're doing something far greater with an eternal prize. Now watch, verse 26. By the way, this 926 is what we base, what we base our high school uh, student ministry. We call it 926. This is where it comes from, right here. So I run straight to the goal with purpose in every step. I'm not like a boxer who misses his punches. I discipline my body like an athlete training, training it to do what it should. Otherwise, I fear that after preaching to others, I myself might be disqualified. I might lose the blessing. I'm practicing self-control. The great Apostle Paul, great man of God who wrote half the New Testament, says, I practice self-control so that I'm not going to lose the blessing. You know, God-based self-control brings blessing. Peter said it this way. Think clearly and exercise self-control. Look forward to the special blessings God, it gets my attention whenever I read special blessings that will come to you at the return of Jesus Christ or when you go to be with Jesus Christ. Look forward to those special blessings. They're special blessing when we exercise self-control. Not to mention, I want to say it again, not to mention of some of the pain along the way that it will save us in life. There's still special blessing on top of that. God grant us the ability to exercise consistently God-based self-control. I want to pray. Just ask God to help us with that. I'm going to get the band to come on up while I'm doing that. Um, Then we're going to do something else. But let me just pray. God, thank you so much that you give us this, this ability beyond ourselves this ability to, to exercise a no 
to exercise self-control, to say no to the things that we need to say no to, and yes, to the things that we should be doing. God, you give us that ability. I pray that for each person here. Pray that in my own life as well. Help us as we think and as we pray through that, and we thank you that Jesus makes that possible for us. We thank you that Jesus came and lived and suffered and died and rose again to give us the ability to have that kind of that kind of self-control, that kind of power. The ability to follow you in a way that will be honoring to you, our Creator, our God, and to others as well. We thank you for that in Jesus' name. Amen. We wanted to, I had, Steve and I talked about that, a way to kind of wrap up this series of, of um, the fruit of the Spirit, just that would kind of maybe etch it into your heart and into your mind. He came up with a great idea. The arts came up with the arts. People came up with a great idea, a song that would, would do just that. And um, let me just review it real quick. Galatians, when the Holy Spirit controls our lives, He will produce this kind of fruit in us. Went through each one of these. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. You know, the thing that's about that is you're better people. You know, when we let God work on this is a, these are qualities that are attractive in any culture. You're just a better person. That's what God wants. And our lives are different. Let me say it to you this way. Our lives are different when Jesus is at the wheel. 